Hello and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. Each week, I'll be sharing easy-to-implement tips, case studies, and business strategies that you can use right away to transform your own mindset and the mindset of those you coach. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach, and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps, and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. Are you a good listener? Really, are you? And how do you know? In today's episode, we're going to be exploring the importance of listening and the skill and the art of listening when you're a coach or a therapist in really deeply understanding what it is that your client is doing, how they're doing the problem, what makes them tick, and really being able to do that deep dive so that you're able to help them to achieve the outcome that they desire. Now, everyone listens. We listen all day, every day, don't we? We hear the sounds around us. We engage in conversation. We watch Netflix. We listen to podcasts like this one. The thing is, though, how well are we listening and and how do you know if you are listening well or not? Today, I'm going to give you a couple of tips and activities that you can do to develop your listening skills And we'll also be exploring some of the key things to listen out for when you're working with clients that will indicate that there might be something else going on underneath the surface, something else that you need to actually explore based on the words that they choose during your conversation with them. So listening can be problematic. It can be hard to listen. It can be, you know, we've got noises around us all the time. It's like, turn the music down. I can't quite hear what you're saying. Um, You're in the car. If I'm with my children, they love to have the music on loud. I can't hear myself think. And it's interesting, isn't it, when we actually use that phrase, I can't hear myself think. And so often when we are trying to listen to someone, what we're actually doing is listening to our own thoughts. We're listening to what is going on inside our own minds rather than actually fully and consciously paying attention to what it is our client is saying. And so there are some tips that you can use and tools that you can use that will help you to become a really adept listener as a coach. And the very first thing is to really make sure, you know, at the basic level of the environment in which you work is to make sure that you have everything set up in such a way that you are distraction free. So when you're coaching a client, for example, you want to make sure that your phone is on silent, is on mute, or better yet, turned off and in another room entirely. You want to make sure that any kind of distraction isn't happening in your immediate environment. So, you know, limit the number of screens, for example, you have available. And when you're coaching on Zoom, as many of us are these days, you know, that you are actually fully paying attention to your client. You're looking at them, you're looking at the camera, you're looking at them, paying attention and listening, not just with your ears, but also with your eyes and with the energetic vibration as well that your client is giving off. 
you are fully immersed in what they are saying. Limit all other distractions around on your desk as well. So any paperwork or anything like that, put it away. Another tip is to make sure that your own physiology or body language is consistent with someone who is listening and paying attention. Growing up, my teachers used to always say to the whole class, now class, sit up straight, eyes forward, ears on. And that's the kind of thing that you really want to embrace as a coach. And there's, it's interesting because when we do sit up straighter and when we do open our eyes and just look with our eyes forward, we are able to actually hear a whole lot more. And it's interesting how this works. Adopting the physiology of curiosity of someone who is, who is listening enables you to open up those pathways, those oral pathways to hearing what is being said. Adopting the emotional state of curiosity, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, that when you are curious, you hear so much more. When you're curious about how your client is doing the current problem, how have they arrived at the state that they're in, at the point in their life that they're in? When you're really curious and you're tuning into what your client is saying, then it really does open up what you're hearing in a whole new way. And so what you're listening to is not just what your client is telling you, you're also hearing what they're not telling you. And you're also hearing what words they're choosing and you're asking yourself the question, why are they choosing that particular word? Because if you think about it, we have so many words available to us in the English language and yet when we communicate we choose, deliberately choose certain words to use that convey our experience. And the words that your client uses tell you a lot about how they're processing information and how they're interpreting the events, situations, relationships in their lives. And sometimes what we do is we can have a tendency just to kind of skim over it, to not really listen in and tune in to those differences. But every time someone talks to us and every time we talk to someone else, the words that we use are creating an internal representation. They're creating a picture. They're creating a flow of information that when our clients tune into that and when we tune into it on our clients, we're creating a picture. We're creating an image. We're creating an impression of how their world is. So, for example, if I say to you, John stood beside the house, you will have a picture in your mind of John and the house. Now, if you know someone called John, then likely you'll be thinking of that person that you know called John. If you don't, you'll be thinking of some fictitious character. Now, when you think about John stood beside the house, you're thinking of a person likely standing beside a conventional home. But there's missing information there because what if I told you that John was a dog, was a Labrador, and he was standing beside the doghouse? That's more information that you didn't have earlier. And often that's what our clients do. They will explain to us or they'll talk to us about John standing beside the house. They will not fill in further detail for us. And that's our role as coaches is to get that detail. 
John standing beside the house in a tuxedo is very different to John standing beside the house with a burglar mask on and a sack over his shoulder. And so what we want to do is we want to actually understand with our clients what is what it is that is the intention of the communication and the meaning of their communication as well. And the only way that we're able to do that is by listening effectively so that then we can notice the gaps in information, so what's missing, and we can then ask questions that are designed to uncover and give us insights into what those gaps really are so that we truly understand the intention and the meaning of what our client is telling us or not telling us. So there are some ways that you can actually be very, very present in terms of listening with your clients. Now, when you before you begin a coaching session, I always recommend that you have around 15 minutes beforehand in a preparation phase so that you're actually setting your own intention for the session. You are setting your intention energetically. You're thinking about what is the outcome that you would like you and the client to achieve by the end of the session. You're also, you've also got all your tools to hand so that you know which techniques that you'll be using or most likely to use during that session. You have a session plan and a session structure, and then you're centering yourself and you're really getting to that state of complete curiosity and desire to understand your client, to understand your client's experience of the world, your understanding of your client's problem and how they desire to be. And when you do that, when you take that time, you're opening yourself up to greater awareness. Another thing that you can do before you begin coaching a coaching session is to do some kind of physical activity to get your endorphins flowing throughout your body and to clear out any other energy that may reside there. Now, one of the simplest ways that you can do this is to choose a song that really lights you up, that you absolutely love, that when you hear it, you can't help but run onto the dance floor. You know that song? Choose that song and play it and jump around a bit, have a little dance, get those endorphins going. And that also gets you into the place of being in connection with your body. Our bodies as coaches are really important because our bodies are how we receive that energetic information, that vibrational information from our clients. And so having awareness of our own body when we are listening to our clients is very powerful. And as I said earlier, simply sitting up straight, eyes forward and paying attention is very, very powerful at opening up those oral networks, those auditory networks that exist within your body and your physical being. Want to learn more about how you can become a certified mindset coach? Head on over to our website, www.mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash coach certification, and you'll find all the information that you need along with a button to book a call with me to talk about how you can become the best coach you can be. The other thing that you can do is to start to think about how you listen. Now, the idea is that 
We tend to pay more attention to people who we perceive to be experts in a certain area. So, for example, you're much more likely to listen to uh, David Attenborough talking about the animal kingdom than perhaps you are a primary school teacher because David Attenborough brings with him a wealth of experience, um, a wealth of stature, I guess, and status and fame as an expert in that area. And so we would pay a lot more attention to David Attenborough. We'd listen in a different way simply because we give him that expert status. Similarly, if you were listening to Brene Brown talking about vulnerability, you're going to tune in to listening to Brene Brown perhaps even far more than you would another expert in that subject matter who is not as well known. Now, what I want you to do, and the reason that this is important to note, is because I want you to realise this key point, and that is that your clients are the experts on themselves. Your clients are the expert on themselves. They are the Brené Brown, the David Attenborough on themselves, on their own life, on their own model of the world, on their thoughts, beliefs, behaviours, habits, emotions, And so I want you to adopt that energy and adopt that presupposition that they are the expert on them and therefore you're going to listen to them in the same way you would listen to an expert giving a lecture on a subject that you're really passionate about. That will really help you uh, to adopt that mindset, that listening and curiosity mindset that is so powerful and so important for us as coaches. Now, the other thing that you can do to start really developing and honing in on those listening skills is to really think about a recent conversation that you've had. Now, if you can't think of a recent conversation you've had, the next time you have a conversation or a coaching session, I want you to do this reflection-based activity, okay? And you're going to ask yourself five key questions. Now, the first question is, while the other person was talking, how much of your focus or attention was on what they were saying and how much of it was on what you were thinking? How much was on what they were saying and how much was on what you were thinking? Now, often it can be tempting, can't it, to be thinking of our next question. In fact, it's a very common internal experience that while someone else is talking, We're thinking about an example um, that we can share or another question. The idea is to have this completely open blank mind where you're taking in information uh, and really your focus is on what your client is saying rather than queuing up the next question in your deck. The second is how busy or quiet was your mind during the conversation? Were there other things going on? Were you thinking about, well, I wonder what we're going to have for dinner tonight? Or were you fully present and paying conscious attention? Was your mind quiet or was it active and busy? The third question is, were there any persistent thoughts or feelings that you were having during the conversation? If there were, how did those thoughts affect your conversation? 
One of our presuppositions in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, is that you can't not communicate. You can't hold a negative thought in your mind without it somehow transmitting energetically. And so as a coach, it's really important that we're consciously aware of the thoughts that flow through our mind while we're coaching, while we're listening to our clients. What impressions are we forming? Are they helpful or unhelpful? Are they resourceful or unresourceful? So answering that question is really going to help you to identify those sorts of things that you're thinking about during the coaching session and also those emotions that you're feeling as well. So when we come from a place of non-judgment, if we're thinking thoughts that are judgmental, or if judgment-based emotions come up for us, again, that's going to transmit. So having that awareness as a coach of your own emotions and your own thoughts is a really powerful first step in opening yourself up, opening your awareness, and creating even more rapport with your clients. The fourth question is, if we ask the other person to describe how listened to they felt during your conversation, what do you think they would say? Now, it's interesting, uh, we have a number of different tools that we use as mindset coaches to ask our clients questions about their history, about the nature of the problem, the nature of the goal. We really do dive quite deeply. And one of the comments that we get without fail, pretty much 90% of the time, is that the client felt listened to. They felt more listened to and heard than they perhaps ever have. And that's really where you want to get to as a coach. You want to be able to be engaging with your client in a way where they do feel like they're listened to and that they're heard and that their experience is important and that it matters and that you're curious and you're interested. And the fifth question is, what would it take for you to be a better listener? So what do you need to do specifically to be a better listener. Now, one of the things that can distract us from listening are those environmental um, distractions that I mentioned earlier, like having the phone going, etc. But it can also be that we've got a whole lot of things that are undone that we still need to attend to in our own business and life. So actually having a process whereby You have a to-do list, you know the things that you need to get done before the coaching session, after the coaching session or any client interaction means that your unconscious mind knows that it's going to be get dealt with. And so it is far less likely to interrupt your thinking with, oh my gosh, I've got to pick up the dry cleaning or I haven't got uh, the costume for book week for Mary's school play. So Using that and really compartmentalizing your to-dos as being outside of that coaching session, not having to worry about things that you've perhaps forgotten or that you have to do is a really, really great strategy for making sure that your attention is wholly and solely and undivided on the client who you're working with in that present moment. So listening is a really, really powerful tool. It's a really powerful skill and there's an art form to listening. So this week, if you can do do those activities that I've mentioned, have a conversation, ask yourself those questions and then let me know how you get on because next week we're going to start to explore how to really listen to what's not being said.
This week was about listening to what is being said. And next week, it's about, well, we're going to read between the lines. What is your client not telling you? What information do you not have to hand? And what are the clues linguistically that are tip-offs really that let us know that there's something more that we can be asking our client so that they and we have a deep understanding of where they are now and where they want to be. In this week's episode of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, the adventure is to visit an art gallery, go somewhere and see some art. Maybe it'll be paintings by the masters or classic sculptures or perhaps it'll be something avant-garde. Maybe it'll even be a street performance of some description. You know, art is so wide and so varied and it's one of those things that sometimes we just, we don't even pay attention to it anymore, do we? We can walk into a familiar place with a painting on the wall and we see it once, but after that, our mind doesn't really pay attention to it anymore. So this week, go and seek out an art exhibition or just even look in your, at the pictures on the wall of your local cafe. Go and have a look at some art. Immerse yourselves in an art experience. Last weekend, my daughters and I went and did a lantern-making workshop with an artist in residence in our local, local beachside suburb. And it was wonderful to be able to sit there and just immerse ourselves in that creative process. And the artist was talking about how art does bring people together and how it actually really spurs creativity across not just the artistic realm, but in other areas of your life as well. So that's pretty exciting. So when you've done the adventure, I want you to write down what you did to complete it, what you learned by doing it, what you will stop, start or continue as a result of having completed the adventure, and then what you're most proud of. And perhaps it will inspire you to create an artwork of your own. Of course, 52 Adventures to Change Your Life is available on Amazon uh, and there are journal prompts and sequences in there for you to use as we go through each adventure each week. For now, it's bye from me and I'll see you again in the next episode. Take care. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you've loved it. Share it with your friends. And I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything.